ओम श्री साई राम वेलकम टू प्रशांति संदेश वॉट इज इट दैट फ्राइटन्स वॉट इज दैट अबाउट विच यू आर मोस्ट फियरफुल वॉट इज इट थिंकिंग ऑफ विच watching it we feel afraid of what is it i mean we are most afraid of one thing all over the world what is it it is death death is the most misunderstood phenomenon according to elders this is due to basic misunderstanding that death is the end of life it is not so death is not the end but the beginning of a new life a crescendo of what we call life so death in a way is the ultimate experience of this life as far well as in pointed is the beginning experience of another death is the door between two lives one is left behind one is waiting ahead but well, really speaking out of fear man made even the word death ugly and unutterable in fact we see others die so death is watched from outside but death is an experience of the innermost being for example love is also like that watching love from a distance is different from being in love and so we may watch the different manifestations of love but that's not all love at all so also of death watching the death is different from the experience of death death is the transfer of the soul from one body to another body that's what bhagavad gita says but in the case of awakened enlightened souls it is a transfer body to the body of the whole universe body to the body of the whole universe it's a great journey indeed so the death has to be known from inside well what are the uses by knowing from inside one loses fear of death he is no longer fearful and death is no longer ugly but on the other hand it changes into purest 
and most silent phenomenon. In fact, even sublime experience. And so, one experiences for the first time without prison, that being the body, and thereby gain the experience of absolute freedom, unhampered, uncaged. That's what lie, death is when watched from inside. But one thing I would say that love and meditation are one in one sense. Lovers have no fear of death. No. Meditators also don't fear death. Yes. Because in love what happens, particularly total love, nothing is held back. Nothing is held back. And a kind of death happens. You feel that you are no more body while in love. You are no more the mind. You are the pure spirit. Same thing in respect of meditation also. The meditator experiences bodilessness, mindlessness, yet of absolute consciousness and aliveness. That way, lovers and meditators don't fear death. But here, here one point is to be noticed. One depth has to be touched. That could be touched through love, meditation and creativity only. And the depth that you no longer is your physical body, that you no longer is your mental body. You are just a pure awareness, a pure sky with no clouds, unbounded. So, even a glimpse into it, death becomes a glorious experience. As we observe, many die too late. So what? What do we observe? We observe in their lives those that die too late. They go on living meaninglessly, without joy, without any song. Nothing blossoms in their life, nothing. They have forgotten even how to die. They go on living although life has no juice for them. There's no excitement, no ecstasy, and they are not brave enough to let the body drop. Yes, that's what we find in the lives of those that die too late. In fact, 
towards the end note what we find that they live unnecessarily like a burden on earth live like parasites uncreative even destructive don't know how to live and they cannot live and they are jealous of those who are still singing dancing and still loving they condemn all that who are living this is thing that we find among those who die too late and those who die too late are condemners condemners because they are unable to live that makes them condemn the whole world there is a greek greek i mean greek philosopher greece i mean by name zeno z e n o this philosopher went on condemning life he had many followers and zeno used to teach suicide to his disciples and many of them committed suicide but this philosopher zeno lived long enough till his 90s some asked him when you ask people your followers to commit suicide why are you living this long do you know what he said there should be somebody to tell people that life is meaningless therefore i am alive he said on analysis you'll come to know that he who condemns life is spending life in a crippled way crippled his life is crippled and condemner has not developed a heart he has no roots no flowers blossoming in his being he cannot accept that he is at fault at this stage some say renounce life renounce life i see what do we find in them they are not capable of living life therefore they want you to renounce life they don't know the very art of life this is what we find among those that die too late but we also find some who die too early what would you find among them they are living posthumous life posthumous life they die at 30 buried at 70 well what happens in between during these 40 years they are just empty 
their life is almost a desert nothing grows in their life nothing is green in their life they are barren they don't bother about painting poetry or dance not a stream runs through their life with songs and sounds <coughs> in other words <coughs> metaphysically they are dead actually we can say one is dead metaphysically on the day when he stops loving when one stops creating when one stops growing that is the metaphysical death we cannot say that one is alive simply because he is breathing breathing is not synonymous with life no it is only vegetation yet we say some are vegetating their life it is just vegetation now having known something about those that die too late those that die too early let us come to those that die at the right time what do we find among this category the one dies at the right time when he has lived rightly intensely and totally it is the right time when death is ripening a harvest in this case death is a fulfillment it is a fulfillment he lived so much he loved so much he used all his energy in being creative he enjoyed so much he enjoyed so much and he comes to a point that he wants to rest and he felt that cup of life is full that is the right time the right time is for one who lives who lived totally without any inhibitions not according to scriptures scriptures no 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 but according to the living sources of their own being living sources of their own being therefore these people that die at the right time reach a tremendous ecstasy of fulfillment that death is a completion that is the right time death is the actualization of your whole potential no point of being in the body you can die joyously with a smile on your face with a tremendous mystery in your eyes that is the right time take for example the life of buddha it was buddha who lived long having preached uh all over the country 
length and breadth of this country. And he called all his disciples and said, It is time for me to leave. They thought that their Guru, Buddha, is trying to leave to some other place. No, no, no. Buddha meant that the end is approaching. That it is the time for him to leave this world. That's what he meant. And then to his disciples he said, I lived beautifully amongst the mountains with the trees, with the wild animals and meditators. Meditators. I want to die there. He pointed to all of them to Saul trees. Saul, S-A-L. And he said that he would like to die there. This will let us know that death is his decision. Death does not come to him. He himself makes the body available for death. So death is an enemy. Death is an enemy to greedy people, to emperors who want still to occupy, to invade, to conquer, and greed makes no limits. It's endless. Sky is the limit. Now, the man who has lived totally will open the doors, will welcome death, because death is not your enemy. It is only a change of house from body to another, from one form to another, ultimately from form to formless life that surrounds the earth. A religious man not only lives religiously, he dies religiously. A man of art lives artfully, but dies with great heart. To die in such a beautiful way, as if you are playing, it should be a simple thing for all those who have lived perfectly and totally. In this connection, I would like to draw your attention to a Zen master by name Bokozu, B-O-K-O-J-U. An observation will come to know that death, a beautiful experience, not only for Bokozu, for others around him. Bokozu is a very special man. He called all his disciples and told them that he wants to die in a special way. He doesn't want to die like others. That his death should not be a repetition of anyone's. That should be very special. Well, somebody said, Master, you can die sitting in a lotus posture. 
another disciple said many died like that another one suggested you can die in standing posture someone said one sage died like that then another suggested stand on your head what to do stand on your head in that posture you can die so this seems to be a unique way of dying that bokozu wanted yes he stood on his head sirshasana what you call it well what to do with the body they don't know this man is ready to die and what is to do with this body after death they were confused and the disciples ran hither and thither for advice they know that mokozu's sister was a nun a great seeker living in the vicinity they went and approached and begged her to help them his sister came all the way came to bokozu who wants to die standing on his head and she being elder to bokozu she said oh bokozu you are a nuisance to all all your life now you are enlightened yes many say so get down lie down properly now you can take rest at the time they checked the body of bokozu the heart beat and the pulse and the breath they were all normal when he decided to lie down in obedience to the orders of his elder sister whom he has to obey he just lie down and breathe his last that was a situation in other words the death has become a matter of play for bokozu it was not a serious matter to him just a playful thing that's all a joke really unbelievable as most of you know in these eastern countries many sages announce their death beforehand not as a prediction they have come to fulfillment and there's no more in life no more to be discovered journey is complete so they decide to say goodbye to earth so if you want a glorious death and not an ugly contemptible one you should start living from this moment totality should be your concern living totally and you don't cling to life anymore if you cannot die as a sage at least die as a warrior if you are not a master of your life then how can you be the master of your death there is one german professor by name herigel h e r r r i g e l 
Hegel, a learned master. In Japan, learning archery is important even for a meditator. In Japan, archery is a meditative process. Master, one observes keenly the disciple, how he is practicing. What generally we know is in archery, any archer targets. He will have his focused attention to shoot his arrow, to release the arrow from the bow. That is what is often uh, happens. But in Japan, what happens is they are not bothered of the target. You are an archer indeed. But we want, we, I want you, not the target. Not the target. When you release the arrow, let it happen. Let not the target be your uh, uh, be, be your finale or be in your goal. So, in eastern countries, it is the man, the archer that counts and not the target. But the western mind is concerned with the target. Yes. So, a disciple stayed with Herigel, Japan. For three years, he could not learn anything. Finally, he said, Master, I am leaving tomorrow. I am leaving tomorrow. All right, since you are leaving tomorrow, just let me have a cup of tea tomorrow morning. You meet me. The disciple went there and he saw the master, Herigel, shooting an arrow in a relaxed way. His hands, his face, everything there relaxed. No tension on the face at all. This the disciple noticed, fell at the feet of the master and then tells him, I have learned from you. In other words, when there is no tension, when there is no trembling, no worry. Let it happen, let the arrow go. And uh, go towards the target. Let it happen. In fact, as I said about Buddha, Buddha said in the first step, I am no more the body. The second step, I am no more the mind. And the third step, I am no more the heart. Finally declared, I have entered into my consciousness. So, if you can meditate, you can experience death without dying and you can come back. It is a passage from the body to the mind, to the heart, finally to the being. Therefore, by and large, there are those that die too late. 
there are those that die too early well there are those that die at the right time those that die too late they live in the past in their memories and this coming late or leaving late has become a matter of routine for them while those that die at the right time they live in the present they live moment to moment they live relaxedly with love intelligence and being so those that live in future planning for tomorrow they are ahead of time they miss the right time because they are just future oriented just as we know some miss the train if you go on thinking get relaxed planning for tomorrow you have already missed the train when you come late to the platform you miss the train so also those that die too early those that die too late those that die at the right time one should be at the right time to catch the train if you live one moment totally you know whole secret of life right death has to be earned by right living it has nothing to do with the past no the past and present are after after all the divisions of your mind time knows only one tense and that is present <clears throat> time only knows one place that is that is here 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 and now that we have got to understand therefore who don't live at the right time cannot die at the right time either because life and death are not separate death is the end of an unfulfilled life frustration of despair and anguish or death is the fulfillment of joy fulfillment of love fulfillment of gratitude is of prayer to the whole existence that's what it is then i may also bring to attention finally the the last category superfluous since i want to complete this topic though i know that it's time to conclude but i want to end this topic therefore i am taking some more of your time i beg your pardon superfluous people who are they they don't know life they don't know death the superfluous people do greater noise they want to make the death a great thing as flu- superfluous person has missed life only death has remained it is no intrinsic superfluous person has no intrinsic value he thinks the money power prestige to give value to their life in fact nothing outside can make your life rich it's only inner subjectivity gives value power life 
and dance. So, some movie find many prestigious people occupying prestigious posts clings to life. Why? Because he doesn't want to be forgotten. As you heard in Russian Revolution, a past Prime Minister, Kerensky, K-A-R-E-N-S-K-Y. During the time of Russian Revolution, Kerensky escaped from Russia and settled in New York. And he maintained a grocery store, led a very, very simple life. After his death, people came to know that he was alive till then, till then, because nobody knew him. So, your death needs to be a ceremony, a festival. If the life has been full of love, not left any part unlived, a life of creativity and sharing. Otherwise, life becomes a moment of mourning, sorrow, misery. Due to life unfulfilled, a life unlived, a wastage. Death should be a triumph, a victory, a coming home. Live like a natural human being, without any fear or greed. Let this moment be enough unto itself. Create this moment as sweet, as beautiful as you can. Life becomes a garland of flowers. So, that the inevitable. Yet, one has to die gracefully at the right time. Sorry for taking your time. Thank you.